0: Hello, hola, and Ida Hanyani Welcome to the sixth episode of the naturally Ever After podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome if you are a returning. Blah, blah, blah. If you are a returning listener. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Nidia Guiti. And I am your host by profession. I am a licensed clinical social worker. And in this podcast, I share ways to overcome emotional barriers and obtaining outward beauty. I firmly believe that mindset and perspective shifts how we think and feel about ourselves. With that being said, let's get into it. So I posted on Instagram um, two options for the potential... Six episode topic, and it was A self care or B dating. So on the on my Instagram business page, Miss um, Gwiti, LCSW, people were commenting under that picture, and then I also posted that picture in my personal page, um, as a story, and I put a poll so that people can vote. Can y'all believe that everybody voted equally for both? And I'm just like, okay. Is equally for both. I want to record which one am I gonna pick? So dun, 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 I decided both. So the episode, <laughs> the title of this episode is what my natural hair journey has taught me about self-care and dating. Now I started to I started to write notes for myself, like oh I learned this, I learned that, I learned this, I learned that. And in the interest of time, because I'm not going to record a, a two-hour episode, I'm only going to share the first three things on this list that I came up with that I learned about natural hair. Well, I learned in my natural hair journey about self-care and dating. And the reason why I wanted to, or part of the reason why, part of the reason why I felt like combining these two topics is relevant is because you are yourself in all arenas of your life, like when you go to work, you're this version of yourself. When you're with your friends, you're this version of yourself. When you are, I don't know, hanging with acquaintances, you're still yourself in all of these arenas. And I think that when I when I think of just self-care and the things that I'm going to share with you in a little bit, it aligns a lot with dating because it, it has shifted the kind of partner that I entertain. Not who I attract who I entertain. And I think that as I've gotten older um, and have been intentional about... um, How do I want to phrase this? As I've gotten older, I've definitely been more intentional in general. More intentional in general, but especially more intentional about the way that I take care of myself inside and out. That if I had like just to line up the people that I've been dating slash talking to, like the upgrade is woo! <laughs> beyond this world. And it's not so much that um, I guess the men are better or the people are better. I feel like I've gotten better in my ability to discern and my ability to um, decide quickly, which, well, duh, it means discernment. um, Nydia. <laughs> But anyway, discern quickly on what's appropriate for me and what's not. And when I say what's appropriate for me and what's not, um, I'm making reference to what's important to me as it relates to the people that I want to share space and time with. And that is heavily, heavily, heavily aligned with how you take care of yourself. So let's start with number one. Hold on. Let me get this list. I'm gonna pause and come right back. Okay, I'm back like I never left, y'all. So, my, my, the first, first thing on my list that I wrote was keep it simple. So, as it relates to self care, one of the things that my natural hair journey has taught me is that I don't have to do everything that I see other people doing. And, like, that may seem like something that's very, very simple. Well, like, duh, of course you shouldn't be doing everything that other people are doing. But when something trends like self care, which is what I'm making reference to, but just anything, something new comes out in the in the self in the self care arena or space, and out of nowhere, everyone is drinking all these teas. Um, out of nowhere, people are like wearing all these waist trainers. Out of nowhere, people are doing all these trends, and it's kind of like you jump or not you, the person listening to this, but in general, we jump on these bandwagons, and it's just like, was this even something that you wanted to do? Was this even something that was relevant to whatever your goal was? And the answer most times, at least for me, has been no. So when it comes to self-care, in this natural hair journey, what I have learned is to keep it simple and whenever I do something is because I genuinely do have some interest in this and it is in alignment with whatever self-care goal I want for myself in that moment in time. As it relates to dating, this one is interesting. (laughs) So as it relates to dating, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned um, in this season of singleness is to burn the list. Burn the list of these expectations that we've been taught and conditioned to believe are things that we need in a partner and start over from what's important to you. And I say this because, so I'm in my 30s now, and I feel like I made all of my responsible decisions in my 20s when it comes to my career, when it comes to... Um, potentially starting a family, it was all like, you know, well, this is what I have to do by then. And it didn't work out. Well, career wise, I'm fine. But relationship wise, things, um, I feel like my life has taken a detour, which I'm okay with, because this, this ride has been interesting, to say the least, very, very interesting. Anywho, but with that being said, the things that I had initially been taught to seek out, I've learned through experience that these aren't even things that are important to me. And it's not to say that they don't matter because they do, but it's not relevant to the life that I want to live with the spouse that I feel is going to best suit my needs. So when I say burn the list, like review what you've been taught or what you what you initially think your type is And redefine what that looks like for you in this stage and where you're in. Because I remember um, in the last relationship that I was in, I was engaged. And I was so happy to be moving to Atlanta and ready to go half on, like, several chocolate babies. And I was just kind of like, when things started to go not well, (laughs) I was just kind of like, how did I end up here? Like, what happened? What happened, like, what what did I miss that these things started to then become normal and not in alignment with what I initially felt was important to me? And when I processed that, with time, of course, because healing and shit, um, I was just kind of like, where did I learn that this was important? Or where did I learn that this kind of behavior was okay? And I had to sit with that for a little bit, because it's just like this wasn't, I never knew up until that point that a certain set of values and standards were things that I have learned, learned based on what I saw on TV, but also just from like other relationships that I have been around. And I'll give a I'll give an example. This may seem minor, but something like height, for example. Height, a tall man was something that I used to go for all of the time. It's like, oh, you know, I like to wear my my four to five inch heels. I'm already 5'8". If I'm six feet and I'm towering over this person, like we're going to look funny together. So I would never, this is before, I would never kind of um, entertain the idea of dating someone that was exactly my height when I didn't have heels on. It's like this person had to be tall. Where did I learn this from? the media probably, and being to an extent, um, just turned off by the idea of someone else telling me, cause I've heard, I've, I've had this happen before and it's just like, oh, you're tall for a woman. Like, just don't wear heels around me and we're going to be fine. And it's just like, what, what kind of, what kind of request is that? First of all, no. And I live my life. I'm going to wear my heels, sir. Um, so I just like avoided all of that together. But in that, I'm saying this all to say that in that, what I learned was that it's okay to evolve. It's okay to make a different decision when new information becomes available to you. And the visual that I can think of is like, you ever seen someone that has a lot of hair length, but the ends are stringy and like dead with split ends? Stop holding on to old shit. And it's okay to go for the shorter person. If they're compatible with what's important to you in the moment. And I know that since that last relationship, I've definitely dated um, shorter men and I've had a lot of fun. I mean, did it end, did it result in marriage? No, because I'm not married. But the good thing that did come from it is that I was introduced to new restaurants. So (laughs) my food options have since expanded. So, yeah, let's keep it simple. Number two be your own goals. And I love that one. Be your own goals. Okay, pause and repeat after me. Take a deep breath. Be your own goals. I cannot begin to stress that enough. I feel like in this natural hair journey, one of the things that I've learned, and I'll I'll give an example as it relates to self-care and dating, but one of the things that I've learned in my natural hair journey is to be my own goals. Because the moment that I've started to compare or just study even the routine that someone else does and try to replicate it, it has never worked. It will never work because I'm not them and they, they're not me. Um, and I say this because I think it's very, very important for you to remember that you are your own goals, period. Strive to always be better than you were yesterday and whatever the, the experience that didn't work Whatever, whatever you learn from the experience that didn't work, use that as information so that you can propel to whatever the next level is for you because it works for your life. Because on, on anyone else's best day, they, they could never be me and vice versa. I could never be them. So I think that if we do look to other people for certain things that they have that we also want for ourselves, use that as a blueprint but don't, don't try to duplicate what they have done in the way that they've done it because it's just not going to work. So as it relates to self-care, I think that, well, I'll start with dating first. Well, both, both really, because when it comes to self-care and dating, I feel like in the media, it's romanticized what it looks like. So, you know, you might see a couple and it's just like, oh, you know, well, those are my relationship goals. Like I want to be with, you know, I don't know, my high school sweetheart or whatever the sweetheart is for this long. And then we're going to do this and we're going to take trips and we're going to take vacations and do all this beautiful stuff. And it's just like you don't know what those people have been through to get to the space that they're in now, one. And two, what they're posting may not even be the life that they live. But because that's what's being advertised, that is the goal that we're striving for. I know for me, my relationship goals as it relates to what I've learned in dating, is to have and maintain peace. Simple. (laughs) So, so simple. Um, And in addition to that goal, I would even say the personal goal for myself as it relates to self-care is to never stop learning and growing because I can't and shouldn't expect from this said partner, wherever they are, that they're going to come into my life and that everything is going to be happily ever after when I myself am not am not doing the active work and the way that I take care of myself the way that I take care of myself now in 2020 um I could have never well not never but well yeah I would say never. I could have never imagined like maybe three, four years ago that I would be in this space today. And it's simply because I I set one goal and it is just to be better than I was before. And when it comes to self-care, being better for me meant that I was going to be intentional about taking care of my emotional health and my emotional well-being by nature. I would say that by nature, I am a go-getter. It's like, you know, if I have a list, then all I'm focused on is the list, and I have tunnel vision when it comes to getting the list done. And I think that one of the things therapy has taught me is that everything is not black and white. And although it is good to have tunnel vision from a productivity standpoint, you also miss out on all of the other things that are going on when you're only focused on work. And for me, self-care meant paying attention to my feelings when I feel them and processing that. And I think that the friends that I have surrounded myself in this season have definitely done a good job. So thank you, y'all, <laughs> at holding me accountable to um, minimizing certain things, certain things, certain feelings, but also like being better able to address conflict in a way that's not like, oh, well, I'm just going to cut you off. Or like, oh, I'm just done and I get to walk away from this. And it's just like, it does help in that situation and that you've been able to walk away. But if you don't address the root of whatever the issue is, that issue is only going to manifest in other relationships and you're going to continue to have the same issue with different people. And then it's like, well, is it really the people or is it you? So I think that the friends that I've that I've had I want to say, like, in the past year and a half, as we've grown closer to one another, have played that role, whether or not they know it, in um, upholding accountability and bringing to awareness to me when I'm the one that's in the wrong, in a way, in a way that's not attacking, too, because I think that that's also important. It's not so much the message. Before, it used to be like, oh, well, you know, don't talk to me all kind of way. And it's just like, well, it's not so much the tone as much as it is the message. And if you're, present and aware, and the same message keeps repeating itself regardless of who's telling it to you, then yes, this is something to pay attention to. I know for me in therapy, I've been working on not looking at things from a black and white standpoint and being okay with the gray. The gray area is not always like cut clear and dry. It just is. And being Being able to hold space for that thing, whatever that thing is, I feel like I've gotten better at in the past two, three years. Um, Is it perfect? No. But it is a lot better than I was two, three years ago. And I think that that speaks to being my own goals and that I'm in the space now that I wasn't before. Now, as it relates to dating, (laughs) oh, dating. As it relates to dating, I would say that so at home, I'm the oldest of five siblings. I um, I have a sister who's 14 months younger than me and a brother who's five years younger than me. And both of those siblings are married. My brother has a daughter. And then the, the two younger siblings, which are a set of twins, they're 19 now. They, they're doing their own thing. So I know that for the longest, my mom would ask me, like, hey, when are you getting married? Like, are you dating? You know, I don't want you to be alone. And it's just kind of like... Out of the five kids, I am the oldest. I'm the one that's not married. I'm the one that doesn't have children. And people always ask me, especially my mom, like, oh, like, you know, you don't want to get married? Like, you don't want this for yourself? And it's just like, my, do would I want long-term companionship at some point? Yes. Um, would I want to be a parental role to a child in this lifetime? Yes. Is that where I am right now? No. And I'm okay with that. I think it is so important to honor the order and the timing of your life. Um, period. Period with the with the hand. Period to all of it. <laughs> it is so important to honor the order and the timing of your life. Because I think that the moment I let go and relinquish the idea of um, meeting these benchmarks by a certain age, and then that age came, and I didn't get married, and I didn't have kids, does not necessarily mean that, well, it doesn't mean at all, for that matter. It does not mean that I have failed in these departments. It just means that I haven't reached that time yet for me. And when the time comes, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But where I am right now is where I need to be. And I think that when we romanticize the idea of other people's relationships, we minimize, number one, what we still have yet to learn in order to reach those reach that that space in our lives but reach most importantly reach that space in our lives that is going to add happiness, joy, peace, oh my goodness, peace, um adventure, all these great things that we want for ourselves or that I want for myself in due time. I'll give another example about dating that I've learned in my natural hair journey. So in the first few years, I was, you know, constantly trying different products and, you know, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. And one of the things that has has stood out to me, like, as I as I think about it and parallel this notion to also dating is that you never stop learning, you never stop growing. And just because plan A through, I don't know, F didn't work, doesn't mean that you stop. Like, with building any skill, you have to keep trying and trying and trying until you find, or in this case, when it comes to hair, keep trying products, keep trying, trying, trying um, until you find the concoction that works for you or the products that suit you best. And I would parallel that to dating in that you have to keep trying to meet people or meet people while you're already out so that you can build your skill level and how you interact with people, how you screen faster and better. um, But most importantly, discern so that the people that you are choosing to entertain are in alignment with what you want. And the example that I shared with a friend when this topic came up in conversation was like um, pursuing higher education. Now you probably have, I don't know, a high school diploma, maybe a bachelor's or a master's degree, or even a doctoral degree. And I don't I think that at some point, well I'll just use myself as an example. Um, I've had semesters where I got straight A's. And then I've also had semesters where I didn't get straight A's. I might have gotten a B. Um, I remember, I think it was probably like my sophomore year. Yeah, the first semester of my sophomore year at UVM, the University of Vermont. I almost got kicked out of school because my grades were so bad. And I wasn't partying or like doing any kind of things that first... it wasn't my first year, but like college students typically do that could potentially flunk, flunk them out of school. I was not, I didn't have the support that I needed at the time academically so that I can excel in all of the sciences that I was taking. And as a result, I got kicked out of the nursing program, which was my initial major when I went to UVM. And then I was undecided or undeclared for a semester until I brought my grades up in order to then declare a major before my junior year. So I use this example because even when I didn't do well, dropping out of school was never an option. And I think that that same notion should also be applied to dating, that it shouldn't be an option to stop dating completely if this is a skill that you have to keep learning. Um, Are you going to meet people that are not so great? Yes. Are you going to have experiences that are not the best? Yes. Yes. I think that for me, one of the things that I found helpful is learning from those experiences so that, number one, I don't duplicate those experiences, but also pay attention to what my blind spots were in that moment so that now I'm aware, moving forward to the next interaction of just things to pay attention to. Not to say that all experiences are going to be the same, but I am the same, or I'm the common denominator in those experiences. So like for me, it was important to just be mindful and intentional. And also open to learning as I go and revealing what those blind spots have been so that I don't have, like I mentioned before, the same experiences that I've been having. Which leads me to number three, remain flexible, shit happens or shit changes. Both. Remain flexible, shit changes, shit happens. And I think that that has been the underlying lesson that continues to come up in my natural hair journey. Also, as I continue to build um, my self-care regimen and in dating and meeting new people is that shit is going to change and my decisions are going to shift and pivot based on the new information that becomes available to me. I know that in my self-care journey, one of the things that has been very, very important for me has been in not only establishing boundaries, but maintaining them, which I think is a lot harder than establishing them because it's good to know what you will not what you will and will not do. But are you going to remain um, consistent and uphold, or are you going to remain accountable to what you said that you were going to do in the first place? I think that's a lot harder than saying what you will and will not do. But maintaining the boundaries that I've set for myself has been very, very important. And I know that in this journey, one of the things that has been pivotal is accessibility and not making myself so accessible to people in the way that I did before like once upon a time I was that friend that you can call all types of all, all hours of the day and I would always answer and if I didn't I'll text you to let you know like you know give me a few minutes and I'll get back to you and like although is in some ways good for other people that they have that friend that they can always count on, it was starting to become draining for me. And one of the things that I had to learn how to do is that you can be a friend and available to people, but it doesn't mean that, that their that their urgency becomes your emergency. Like I don't, it's not healthy for me to drop everything that I'm doing to be available to someone and not know what I'm making myself available to, because number one, that's emotional labor. And whatever I wasn't carrying before, I now am because someone shared something with me that I may not have been necessarily in the position to receive in that moment. So I have one of my good girlfriends. How like every time she calls me, she'll say like, "Hey, do you have a moment to to listen so that I can share X Y C X X Y and Z with you?" And I think that that, that kind of just shows how boundaries, how people learn those boundaries and then are intentional about how they interact with you, where they give you a choice on whether or not this is something that you can engage in in that moment. So that's what self-care has, that's the lesson that I've learned in self-care. Now, when it comes to dating, when I think of remaining flexible because shit changes and shit happens, everything that happens, well, I'll, I'll phrase it this way, when things when things that involve other people take place, I've learned not to take things personal, which I think should probably be number three. Not to take things personal. Well, shit changes. Don't think, don't, don't take things personal. They all blend in together. But anyway, when you when you take into account that other people are involved in this dance, for lack of a better word, in this dance of dating and getting to know one another, everything is not solely about you. There are things that you bring to the table. There are things that are within your control, but then there's also a lot of things that are not within your control or that may have nothing to do with you. And I think that when I learned how to remain open and flexible to the possibility of changes and that things may shift, whether or not I had some control over it, it helped me, it helped me be present with the person that I was getting to know. And if anything, I think that is definitely highlighted what I need to learn from the interaction as opposed to romanticizing or just creating the story in my head about this life that that me and this one person are going to create together. I think that we all cross paths so that we can learn something from one another. And in, in romantic relationships, of course that takes on a different meaning because feelings are involved in ways that that we're not traditionally invested in other relationships like friendships or business partnerships or coworker relationships or might I don't know depending on what your life is like but in my life how we do things over here, <laughs> romantic relationships are a lot different. So let's recap, and this could be some some homework that you can kind of just keep in the back of your head and be intentional about recapping or take an inventory of these things as they start to happen. And I want you to be mindful of what what you yourself have learned in your natural hair journey and how those lessons can be applicable to your own self-care, but also to your dating life if you are dating. Now, if you're married and listening to this, maybe this is just something for you to be mindful of so that when you talk to your friends who are single and looking, these are some tips that they can use in their own life. So the first thing that we talked about was keep it simple. What are some things that you need to keep simple in your self-care regimen and in your dating life so that you can attract the energy that you want? Number two was be your own goals. I cannot stress how important it is for you to be your own goals. The perfect thing, the, the thing that has helped me is to just be better than I was before, whatever that looks like. So if yesterday I was, let me think of something that I feel like I've gotten better about. Oh, cutting people off. Perfect example. Now, everything does not need to be cut off. Every person does not need to be cut off. I think that it's important to take inventory about inventory of what has transpired, what can potentially be mended if that's an option and what cannot. So if like, let's say, and again, random example, let's say in the last week I cut three people off. Progress is instead of cutting three people off this week, I'll do two. Am I still cutting people off? Yes, but not as much or as often as I was before. Now, this may not be the perfect example, but I hope that you get the point. The goal is to not do as much of, as much of the maladaptive thing that you were doing before as often as you are in your future, which is the goal. And number three is remain flexible. Shit happens. Things shift, and as you grow and evolve, you're going to learn things about yourself that Maybe these notions that you had before may not apply anymore, and it's okay to change your mind when new, when new information becomes available so that you can make an informed decision on how to proceed going forward. In the next episode of, well, in episode seven of this podcast, I'm going to do the remaining things that I've also learned, or the, a part two, rather, of the things that I've learned in my natural hair journey, um, or what my natural hair journey has taught me about self-care and dating. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have any additional tips that you'd like to add to this growing list, feel free to email me, which I'll add to the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll chat soon. Adios.